You're listening to DraftKings Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now's a good time to remember where the story of tequila started. In 1795, the first tequila distillery was opened by the Cuervo family. And 229 years later, Cuervo is still going strong. Family owned from the start. Same family, same land. Now's a good time to enjoy Cuervo, the tequila that invented tequila. Go to Cuervo.com to shop tequila or visit a store near you. Cuervo, now's a good time. Trademarks owned by Beckley. SAB, the CV. Copyright 2024. Proximo. Jersey City, New Jersey. Please drink responsibly. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Big Sui, presented by DraftKings. Why are you listening to this show? The podcast that seems very similar to the other Dan Lebitard podcast. I'm sorry, I'm not going to apologize for that. <laughs> in fact, the only difference seems to be this imaging. I have been tempted in restaurants just walking past tables to grab somebody's fries that if they're just there. That hasn't happened to you guys? I've done it. And now, here's the marching man to nowhere, fat face, and the habitual liar. Today's episode is sponsored by DraftKings. Stay tuned because you'll hear more about DraftKings and all it has to offer throughout the show. DraftKings, the crown is yours. David, you mentioned the uniform thing, which we already talked about last week, but I keep hearing more and more about this. I've read long-form articles about it. It does seem to still be an issue that fans aren't happy with uniforms, players aren't happy with uniforms. And then yesterday I saw this video on the Mariners' uh, Twitter account of one of their players, and I'm not sure if you've seen this, but if you look at this player's pants, we have to take the lower third down uh, and we'll play it as B-roll, but you can see through his pants oh, and you can see his jersey tucked into his pants. So what's going on here? So this is what they're trying to do. Tony Clark met the media yesterday and said, you know, we've got a uniform issue and it's a big miss and I'm hoping they're going to take care of it. But Rob Manford discussed it. The players are going to be fine. It is way too big a lift to switch out uniforms. You've got your licensees involved. You have to clear the shelves because if it's not authentic, you can't charge the prices for authentic. And so therefore it's sort of on field authentic. And so if they change it, they have to reship everything and the union's not going to pay for it. The league's not going to pay for it. So I just expect some players to just have to wear an extra layer of underwear. But yes, it is not ideal, but it is certainly not a, a major bargaining issue at all. So the pants will be see-through this season. So you have to really look carefully, and of course cameras are going to be doing it. That'll drive ratings. You do ratings. not have to look carefully in this video. David, to see not in this, in this. I'm thankful for the jersey, honestly. 
the the video the video made it look yes the jersey looks ridiculous you can see how long it is almost you know it looks untucked because you can see right. the ends of it through and, the pants. and and it really is telling you would you like to just whether you want to or not gaze at the package because so it, there are no players who play without underwear some players just wear a jock strap over nothing, but the majority of players wear standard issue. We give them sort of tight boxer briefs that they wear under their, their jerseys, under their pants. So I don't think we're in any danger of any sort of penis capture of any of the players. Now, could there be somehow, some way, the next Fernando Seganol that comes out? Maybe, but I just don't think that's going to happen. What is the cup percentage in baseball? Way smaller than I thought when I started in the game. I am blown away by the number of players who both don't wear mouth guards or cups. I didn't they wear They feel cup. like it hurts. They, they don't like it on the swing. They don't like it when they run. They feel they've got sort of rubbage. And, uh, A lot of rubbish. I, I, I have really tried to get players to do it, trying to explain to them that a ball on the ball is a real problem. Is that like a spring training like meeting? Doing. Like, what's that meeting look like? The meeting where you're telling players to wear a cup. Is there like, is it just that? Is it a cup meeting or you, you tackle a lot of things in this meeting? It's a, it's a lot of things. I go from cups to DUIs to let's play like champions to let's ignore the projections and let's try to, to, to win when no one thinks we can. So it's all mixed in one. And we give every player a cup. And what they do is they take it out of the jockstrap and they just don't wear it. Now, catchers, there was once a catcher. Uh, do you remember uh, Miguel Olivo? Of course I do. That he always swung player. at first pitch fastballs. So not many people remember him. He was not a cup guy. And what's funny to it's me like, is when you're that's catching, be mandatory. that seems like you have to be. But I, I And there was a pitcher who did wear a cup, and he was a guy named, we had him, that crazy guy, um, Jose Manzanillo was a player who played for the Marlins. I can't remember what year. And he had a tick where he would hit his cup before he was able to pitch the ball. And he realized that he had to wear it because otherwise he'd be hitting directly the jewels. So he would wear a cup while pitching. Maybe that's why he was so ineffective. Actually. All right. I've got a number of different questions right now. That crazy uh, guy. Please put it on the poll at Lebitard Show. Does a single player in professional sports play without their underwear on because David has said that none of them do. Also, I will tell you that many catchers have had fractured testicles, which sounds like the worst thing possible because of what Isn't David... Isn't it ruptured? Uh, I, no. You can get that too? I think it's different. I think it's fracture. I think it's a fractured What's testicle. What's worse? Put it on the poll. Ruptures. It's a tie. I put it on the poll at Levitar. I went to tie school with a kid who ruptured his ball and he had to walk around like with a cane for like for oh. months because he couldn't walk. It was terrible. Oh, no. It's... Put it on the poll at Levitar Show. What's worse, fractured testicle or ruptured testicle? And I don't think you got the player right when you mentioned Fernando Senegal. Uh, you were mentioning a player who accidentally took his pants off while on the field? No, no. Seganal was a player who was famous for having the largest penis in all of baseball history. Julio I think Franco. that was Julio Franco. No, that, that's great. Great point. Second place. Okay, uh, but uh, the the thing that I don't think penis size matters if the pants are see through. I think if the we're gonna see ass crack a lot. I think we're gonna see shirts tucked in, David. I, I don't think anyone was like, oh, we might see a, a penis. I don't think that was. I'll the take thing. the under it on one sloppy. ass crack. 
You're not going to see it. The under no on way. one? Yeah. That's, no yep. I'm taking the over. On white pants, you are seeing everything. <laughs> You're just going to see undies. That's it. Standard issue. Okay. No, nope. Half. We, you, it's going to be crackless. We're going to see at least one crack before spring training's even over. <laughs> Uh, guys, please put in the lower third. Just put in Steve Lyons uh, getting to first base and forgetting when he slid into first base that he was in a stadium full of people and therefore his he just pulled his pants down to uh, fix them. And I I don't oh Tony Clark is there. That's such an old man move. <laughs> old men love to open their belt, pull the pants down, tuck the shirt in. Don't doesn't care who's around. Pull the pants back up, redo the belt, look around. Oh, you guys you guys see that? Whoops. Poppy does that a lot. Uh, my father one time got so nervous during a heat game that in the living room, out of nowhere, in front of a girlfriend, he just pulled his pants down and then pulled them back up. We've was, all been there. Big three era. Girlfriend. Big three era. We've all been girlfriend. there. Yes. I don't think nobody's the been there. No, I've been there. Nope. I don't think anybody's been there. I, you just I, by accident pull your pants down, He Chris? was just nervous and crazed. He was nervous and crazed. Sometimes you got to change it up, David. Uh, but, I understand the no. I don't understand that at all. Eh? What, ner what nervous tick is pulling your pants down? I want to point out to the audience that the video in the lower uh, corner that is Cecil Fielder. I said that that was Tony Clark, and that could it's not. Jack Clark. It could not possibly. No, it's not. I don't, is it Jack Clark? It couldn't possibly look any You're less. You're telling like, Tony. It, it sure is not. It couldn't look any less like Tony Clark. But uh, Tony Clark, you mentioned, has spoken to the media, and you think labor unrest is coming to uh, to Manfred's tenureship, correct? I do. I I'm going to take the over right now. And I, and I haven't really talked about this on Nothing Personal yet, but if you're asking me to take an over or under on 99 days, which I believe was the amount of days of the lockout this past time, I think I'm, think I'm going to take the over. There's a lot of bad stuff going on already between labor and management, and uh, we're still years away. And all this uniform talk, it's just sort of a bait and switch to be distracted from some of the real issues. Tony Clark spoke about deferral. You've got a block of owners who are furious with what the Dodgers did. You've got a block of owners who are furious that their local TV revenue has gone away while teams like the Dodgers and the Yankees are, are really becoming more, more secluded from a payroll standpoint. So the biggest concern you have back in 94 with the baseball strike that canceled the World Series is you had owners fighting with owners. And Bud Selig was really good about eliminating that by having favors with every owners to stop blocks. Rob Manford's been really good about that too, but there's a lot more new owners now. The prices of entry are a lot higher to buy teams, whether it's Bruce Sherman or whether it's David Rubenstein buying the Orioles. The numbers are bigger, so you're seeing blocks of owners, and that's always a problem for negotiation. Give me the greatest secret you can on favors for an owner that Bud Selig would hold on to. Give me the best one that you know of where a commissioner is using as leverage uh, power in another place. The, the number one is when an owner gets approved. The number one way that leverage was used in my time was when the, Jim Crane had to agree to move the Astros to the American League in order to get approved as a buyer of the Astros. That is when, that the ultimate leverage is when it comes to your approval to become an owner. Now there are situations where an ownership group is chosen. So for example, when Jeffrey became the owner of the Expos, he was basically told by Bud, all right, you can take over the Expos. However, don't do anything to screw up baseball economics. And the first thing we did was 
give Graham Lloyd $3 million a year for three years and give a guy named Grady Sizemore, who's a name that some of you may know, we overpaid his slot when we drafted him with Montreal. And Bud called me and said, get Jeffrey on the phone because that's not how you behave. You're in this game because of me and like a parent. I brought you into this world and I'll damn well take you out. And of course, we were scared enough that we fell into line. That's why the payrolls were always so low, because we fell into line. Guys, I have a shameful admission. Is this a safe space? Is this a safe space? Sure. We, play, we showed the video before of like that old time, and Dan mentioned a player from the 90s. I have a shameful admission. I went most of my childhood being a, lar- a very big baseball fan, thinking that Cecil Fielder was a position. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> when I was like eight, I thought it was like right behind the, the second base, like like a floating outfielder. I swear to God, this is not a lie. This is not for not comedy. A, not, not center fielder, but right I in front of like, him was the Cecil, Cecil fielder. fielder. Go out and play like, Cecil. I was like, Where was I'm, the prince? <laughs> we got 90 seconds left, David. What do you have for us in the way of a movie review? I had 30 seconds last week. Now it's 90 seconds this week. I want to get back to Society of the Snow. I wanted to engage with you about this plane crash and what these people did when they started eating each other. Now they waited for people to die before they ate them, but they had nothing to eat. They were in the Andes Mountains. And it's become this major center of discussion. What would you do before starving to death? And the answer is, of course you eat people and you choose the largest people first and you start with their ass. All that's clear. What I never understood is, why don't you cook the food? They all had lighters to smoke cigarettes, light up some clothes, put the meat on part of the tail and have a barbecue. But it looked as though from the movie that they ate it raw. Now, of course you do what you gotta do, but I worry about salmonella and all sorts of things. But I was thinking about it and, uh, I would absolutely eat someone before dying. That, that's actually not true. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> put it on the poll, please. Dan, I'd start with you. Wait, put it on the poll, please, at Lebetard Show. Which cheek you going for? When eating... Left cheek, because he's a righty. When eating humans... What's your wallet side, Dan? <laughs> when eating humans, do you start with the large ones... And the ass. (laughs) Yes. I'm not going to be deposed. Stuka out here for my friends over at Simply Safe. When you travel, do concerns back home nag you? Did you lock up? Did you leave a window open? That's why I recommend investing in Simply Safe Home Security today for award winning security and peace of mind wherever your summer plans take you. I've had Simply Safe in my home for many years now. The peace of mind it gives me, especially during the summertime when I'm all over the place, is incredible because I know the things I care about, the things I value back home. I can always keep an eye on it using Simply Safe's indoor and outdoor cameras. So do me a favor. Before you head out on your next vacation, make sure to protect your whole home with Simply Safe variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, plus add sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. It's backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day, no contracts to worry about, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners real peace of mind. I want you to have it too. So right now, get 20% off any new Simply Safe system with Fast Protect Monitoring. Monitoring at simplysafe.com slash DLB. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Don Lebatard. Amino Hassan. Stugats. Amino Hassan. This is the Don Lebatard show with the Stugats. I 
think that as a show, we got ball sacked again yesterday or the equivalent. I'm just using that as a tell all verb. Uh, the Kid Rock story evidently was not true. Kid Rock did not have a you can't cancel America tour that then had uh, <laughs> tour dates canceled in New York. We got got by that oh story. God. It feels like the internet got got by that story. And I just want to ask you guys, as someone who is, uh, you know, in Miami and comes from exile living, when my parents talked about the idea that propaganda becomes news, that you cannot tell what is real and what is not real, and it is part of how it is that you get around not giving people freedom, we're definitely headed to the place, if we're not already there, where all of us are being fooled by everything on the internet correct it's not just me it's not just old people i kind of feel like this one you guys <laughs> come on you can't cancel america tour it just sounds so dumb it sounds so dumb like no oh, you're, you're you're surprised I'm that surprised something you would sound it. dumb in 2024 there's got to be some middle ground, though. This is not a shark swimming in a mall. Uh, it's There's kinda, somewhere it's close, dude. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's swimming. It's in not a, close to in that. a strip mall. A lot of retweets this had. Oh, well, there you go. I was I was told that this from, was from a not funny liberal website that it <laughs> that is where it started. Which one? I don't know. I don't know how it is that it spread. That's the furthest I've gone on the reporting to the roots of our error. I just want to remember for the record that Mike brought that story up. So when I make like a big mistake in this chair, uh -huh. we can remember that Mike was the one yeah. that let that one slip. Wait, not so the point fingers. He was pretty adamant about it too. Let's point some fingers. Did Mike come into the studio yes. with and yes. told everyone that? Yes. So you all kind of took his word for it. I mean, it. Mike is very well, but trustworthy. I, I read, I had read the story as well, and and this was on a day that Tony also came after Mike by calling him a boomer because he doesn't know how to speed up YouTube. Mike oh, didn't yeah. know that you could watch YouTube faster. He knew what? You could do a podcast. <laughs> we taught Mike yesterday on air how? that you can watch. You don't know? No. You how did he? I not don't know. know. It was it was I, crazy. I accidentally speed it up all the time. I'm like, oh, I didn't mean to click. Do you ever that. do that thing where you hold the button on the side and all of a sudden the video speeds oh, up? God, like, I didn't want that. Here? I didn't want that. That's how I watch every video. <laughs> I thought that was just the cocaine. I want to ask Amin El Hassan, uh, the the cortadito. I want to ask him about this story that I'm reading right now from NBA Central. Are I didn't, you sure? I don't know. Is well, I'm, I'm looking at Central. E? Yes, I'm looking closely. It's got we 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 have C E N. Gotta make sure you spell it right. T R A L. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I know there's a fake one out there. Yes, it gets a lot of people. Scotty Pippen, Horace Grant, and Luke Longley are embark uh, embarking on a no-bull tour to share their perspectives on the Last Dance story and their experience playing for the Bulls in the 90s. This is a hat tip to Ball is Life. But the quote here, as I see Scottie Pippen, Luke Longley, and Horace Grant on stage in suits is, quote, a lot of people want to ask us about that bullshit documentary. <laughs> in. No, no bull tour uh are you guys in on this because right now what has been spawned by the last dance is the booing of a widow at a bulls game like this great team can't produce anything good other than that documentary during the pandemic because since then all it's been is poison it's been poison sifting through the love lives of Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen's ex-wife. It's been poison with everyone being hurt by that documentary that was in that documentary. And now three bitter old bulls are touring the country, touring the country to rip Michael Jordan. This is 
all the effort it takes, ladies and gentlemen, to figure out stuff. Instead of going off of NBA Centale or whatever. <laughs> you do, go, do I have it wrong? You have it slightly wrong. You have it slightly wrong. The Bulls legends of Scottie Pippen, Luke Longley, and Horace Grant are going to be on a tour called the No Bull Tour. They're going to be going to uh, multiple arenas. The problem is, Dan, it's in Australia. They're not touring this country. They're touring a country. It's Luke Longley's country. It's Luke Entire continent. <laughs> this is according to NBL.com. NBL is obviously the, uh, the professional league over there. It's brought to you by Hungry Jacks, which I'm pretty sure this is copyright infringement. Hungry Jacks logo is exactly like Burger King's old logo. It just says Hungry Jack in the middle instead of Burger King. Like a bun, Hungry Jack in red, another bun. Ah. That's Burger King, man. Ah, don't worry about it. But yes, they're going on a tour of Australia. They're going to be in Melbourne, Sydney, and Tasmania. And it's presented by Coca-Cola Euro-Pacific Partners. I have a question for the room. And the answer could be no, in which case just say no. Are we ready to talk about The Last Dance being a little bit more well-received just because there was nothing else on TV than it really was as a documentary? No. I, 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 this is what I'll say, Jessica. I watched it at the time, and... I knew that this was incredible. This is why it succeeded. Number one, you're right. Part of it was there was nothing on, and this was the first sports thing to come on, right? Nothing on. Right? The, well, there was stuff. I was watching, Tiger, like, marble racing. No, Tiger, Tiger King was on. Like, there was things no on. No sports. No sports. So this was the first sports thing. But number two is it barters on the most powerful narcotic there is, nostalgia. Oh, remember when they did this and remember when it started with LL Cool J on Bad? Everybody dance age and older. Oh, nobody can. They just started rapping along with it, right? And it automatically caught. Yes, you did. Your old ass it, fell for it. Did you did? I think. I think like I, I liked it, but I think number three, the timeline throughout the entire documentary was so convoluted. And I think even as we were watching it, we were like, we know this is Michael Jordan's lens. On you know like we're seeing this through Michael Jordan's lens. We're not seeing this through, even though they're doing like a Scottie Pippen episode or you know all these various different kind of themes per episode. It's like no, mm. the Bulls started in 1985. We all know that, right? Like yeah. <laughs> or 84 or whatever. But yeah, so so what they were doing was because it's supposed to be the last season, but they kept going back to the beginning yeah. of yeah. how they. But got then they here. go back and then they go back again. Yes, they go back and forth. So but the number three thing, which is the and second, then they go back to the middle and then they go back to to the back. Go back to the future. Then like. The, the, the fentanyl to the narcotic of nostalgia is Michael Jordan, right? This worship of Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan could do no wrong. Michael Jordan was always the best. Every way he did it was the best way to do it. And anyone who says otherwise was shut up loser, right? So it's all of that coming straight into people's veins intravenously, right? And then you have, okay, all of this archival footage, which is really cool of a time when nothing was available. Now we're used to seeing behind the scenes stuff all the time. I agree the archival footage was very cool, especially like the bull security guard, all of that that sort of thing. That's my biggest takeaway. You piece take of away. shit, f*** you. That oh. meme is the biggest takeaway from that doctor. Okay. I, for people listening, I Everyone, did the, Yeah, we all did the shrug. I thought times. it was Michael Jordan doing that when making his 6 threes against no, Portland. You're saying, okay, bigger yeah. shrug. Put it on I the agree. poll at Lebitard Show. Bigger shrug. And if Michael Jordan knew that that would be the bigger shrug, he would have said, cut that out of the yes. documentary. Mm -hmm. He would have shrugged harder. He yeah. he that come is back. such a good shout by Jess. That would not have made the cut. He would have been like, too much attention for that guy. This is my story. And like, they got pretty good access in terms of the 
the interviews for the rest of the everyone else who's involved. So, I mean, I don't think it was a great documentary. Like, it was entertaining. It was really entertaining. I agree, entertaining, but, but it, your first part of that sentence tells me we're ready for this conversation because you oh. just said, I don't think it was a great documentary. And I think that the public at large thinks that this is the greatest documentary of all time. And I think that that's just because we were, like, really bored. There were great parts of it, but it was just, like, it was good. I'll tell you why the public at large thinks that. Because the public at large does not know what a good documentary is. They think anything that is just glazing for two and a half or I guess for five episodes. This was ten episodes. Ten episodes, whatever it was, yeah. Like the glazing, that's all. They Oh, that's a documentary. Like Just because it's real people and not actors doesn't make it a documentary. Right, like when you watch you're saying the public isn't discerning about documentaries because uh, I I I got in trouble at ESPN while on ESPN talking about how that was a glorified sneaker commercial that it was Michael Jordan telling that story Dan. his way. Dan, it wasn't a sneaker. No, com- like, no, sneaker Dan. commercials are well made. Dan. Whoa, 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 Dan, wait, wait a minute, no, wait no, a minute, wait, no, wait. No, wait. I, no, Nike no, commercials no, no, are no, well made. No, no. Dan, I'm not going to sit here and let you call it a sneaker commercial because it was a Hanes commercial and a Gatorade commercial too. And McDonald's. How dare you? How dare you, Dan Levitard? Just shove them aside for your sneaker fetish. Ballpark. To, to be fair, to Dan's point, after the last dance, Jordan's sneaker sales went from affordable to exponentially expensive. Like no. you would get you would get affordable. A pair. It was never affordable. It was no, never affordable. Guys, come on, stop that. No, what? You, you stop, stop that. that. You stop, stop that. that. You could buy a pair of shoes for 180 bucks, 200 bucks. That's not affordable. That's a, man. if you're that's in the so sneaker strong. game, that's that's retail price. Dan, you're not in the sneaker it's game. You you guys come on. What are we doing here? Let's let's be honest. Come let's on, be serious. Put it on a poll at Levitard Show. Is a two hundred dollar sneaker affordable? In this economy, it's affordable. Trust me. In the any economy, is, it's not affordable. Roy, you're wearing Skechers right now. We can't a, talk about this. Please. Come on, these are Nikes, dude. I don't not, know what those are. Those are not stop, Nikes. Bro. Stop shoe shaming. Stop shoe shaming. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> He's got air Yikes. <laughs> Well, these are baseball terms, so no, yeah, they might as well be air Baseball terms? Don't, yeah. Don't shoe shame him. Long story short. Shame. Long story short, you the same shoe that you could have bought for $200 in February of 2020 went up to $400, $500 in April of 2020 after I'm last really days. happy I started this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I have a group chat where every time they try to fire up LeBron versus Jordan, I just lose my mind. And so I have a friend of mine, uh, Elite, the producer, who, who literally just all he does is just say, so how would you compare this to LeBron and Jordan? And just, and just walks away and watches the, the implosion happen. I want to talk about LeBron James in a second because I want to get your thoughts on him saying that he has never been great at accepting praise. <laughs> Calls himself I, the king and that, has a chosen one tattoo. I don't, I don't like attention. <laughs> Uh, but also LeBron learning that or saying he learned of that Golden State trade the rest of the the, the same time that the rest of us did, that he knew nothing of it until Ramona Shelbourne reported that he could have gone to the Golden oh. State uh, Warriors. But before we do that, let's just put up Jess's meme from The Last Dance. And this only became a thing because of his hair, correct? It's nothing else other than the security guard's hair. It's not his cockiness, and it's not his shoulder. It's that. It's that his hair is flopping, and Teeth he, are great, too. Teeth, like glasses, the it's glasses. everything. He is, he's a legend. It's, it's Very all 20 like striped tie. God rest his soul, by the way. He passed away. Yeah. So rest in rest power. In peace, yeah. Wait, he passed away before he got famous? Like, or, I think it was before, before he got <laughs> famous. No, I'm yeah. saying because I didn't know if he no. passed away like no, no. before and, that. And the segment on the downer. Good job. 
I mean, all you yeah, him, <laughs> him. You're the one who told us he was dead. You're the one who did that. <laughs> what is the matter with you? Are you tired of snooty wines and their old world wine culture? Confused by words like malolactic fermentation? Yeah, we are too. So with 19 crimes, you can do the fancy schmancy tilt, sip, smell. Ooh, mm, I think it tastes like old red cherry, a little bit of wood and mahogany, a little leather. You can do all that stuff or don't. 19 Crimes is the rebel of wine culture telling stories of rogues and rule breakers who overcame adversities. From convicts banished to Australia to the legendary icon Snoop Dogg himself, 19 Crimes wine is defiant by nature, bold in character, and always uncompromising. 19 Crimes, the official wine of the UFC, pick up in stores nationwide or online at 19crimes.com. Enjoy responsibly, copyright 2024, Sonoma, California. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training. Just in time for summer and warmer days, spring's the best time of the year to take a new look at your fitness routine, dial it up a notch, and continue powering on. Challenge yourself. And Peloton's classes were made just for that, to challenge you. There's a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve what you already excel in. Plus, if you don't know which class to take to reach your fitness goals, guess what? You can join one of Peloton's many programs. Right now, I'm in a strength program with Andy and a core program with Emma. They're expert coaches like Andy and Emma, and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. With Peloton, you don't need to worry about driving to the gym, making it to class on time. You can do it all from the comfort of your own home whenever it fits your busy schedule. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Don Lebatard. Doc Rivers. Um, you know, Joel's going to he's gonna tweet what he wants to tweet. Uh, and I'm, quite frankly, I'm fine with it. Uh, if anything, I want to go to Miami too. Is that all right? I mean, isn't supposed, supposed to be in the front office by now. Hey, I can hit the back nine right after practice. <laughs> oh, he'd love that. Oh, my God. Stugatz. Uh, me and Joel, let's well, go. I mean, I mean, Stugatz, that's a great question. It's a great question. If they win game six, that hurts my chances of coming down here <laughs> and being head coach with Joel. It's a real handsome question, Stugatz. <laughs> this is the Don Lebatar Show with the Stugatz. Before we get to Love is Blind, before we get to the new college football measurement system, and before we get to the Beatles biopic that I think is out Michelle already. Beatles has a biopic? It is not out already. <laughs> it's been announced. It's coming out in 2027. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, this okay. is not close. close. Uh, wake me up then. At all. Okay. Who plays Michelle? Uh, okay, all right. <laughs> Two years uh, before me? Rob Manfred retires, the biopic is coming Can we out. go back to that for a second? Like, Michelle Beadle having a biopic? Yes, and saying I'm retiring in five years. Like, I understand how these jobs work. It's not the same as, like, our jobs. But, like, should I just announce I'm retiring in 35 years? Yeah. This is, re- wow. just don't, I mean, come on. Incredible. Dan, Stupid. well, what's the cutoff? Dan Patrick is retiring in four years. Social Rob- Security, yeah. <laughs> She's 50-50 on whether she's going to do a tour, up, by the though. Way. Like, she hasn't decided yet whether she's going to do a tour or just go out quietly. You you are saying, Jessica, that it needs to be in, in a year or two. If you're announcing it four or five years from now, it's not valid to you? It, it's like what Samson said, because he could extend it. Something could happen before that. Five years is absurd. I under, Again, I understand the nature of his job. It's not the same as ours. It's just silly. Vince Carter did this thing for, like, years. He said, the next year is my last year. And then when next year we get here, he's like, yeah, like I said, next year is my last year. And he just kept pushing it out. 
Put it on the poll, please, at Lebetard Show. Are you really retiring if you're announcing your retirement in five years at Lebetard Show? But before I get to Love is Blind, the Beatles biopic, and the new college football measurement system, I mean, take a side, please, on J.J. Reddick. We've been waiting for your appraisal of this. J.J. Reddick versus Austin Rivers versus Doc Rivers. Uh, take a side. Well, I think, first of all, you have to identify the different characters here, right? On the one hand, J.J. Reddick. Great career, long career, played for a bunch of coaches, played for Doc. Some would say some of his best years came with Doc Rivers. On the other hand, you have Austin Rivers, uh, who played for Doc and, you know, played in his driveway as well. He worked hard. Yeah. And then then the, the central figure here, the most polarizing figure, is Doc himself, right? So everyone has a bias coming into this. This is what I'm going to say. Thank of you. guys who have played for Doc Rivers, you're welcome. It seems incredibly split between to hell with that guy and no, that guy's great. From what I gather, I've never worked with Doc Rivers. I don't know him. I've never met him. I've never said anything to him, right? But from what I gather, Doc is a guy that sells a bill of goods. He tells you what you want to hear in order to get you to do the thing he wants you to do. Sometimes... You, there's a, a return on that. Sometimes there's not. I don't know. How, the frequency, all I can tell is, like, there are a lot of guys. It's not just J.J. Redick. But you can it's, support Doc Rivers in general and notice that he's not often publicly accountable on things. For sure. Like the, he, he makes more excuses than the average coach, and he does more in playing the media game well than the average coach I would, because he's got a ton of media friends, has always had a ton of media friends, and has made his way up the ladder, at least in part, because he's got a lot of strong allied voices. J.J. Redick is now a member of the media stronger than all those media friends in voice and he's coming after Doc Rivers in a way I've never seen publicly from a peer. Stronger because he played for him, right? He's not the only one. Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson, not totally enamored with him either. And and there's a lot of guys, that guys with names, right? Because they played for him. They have a credibility that all the other media people don't. But like the old joke is, me and Zach Harper do this joke all the time, it's whenever... We hear people laughing at a joke that's not funny. We call it a Doc Rivers press conference because the media likes Doc so much that when Doc says something mildly amusing, <laughs> everyone laughs, right? And the, the, the joke I do is when someone asks a question and say, Doc Rivers will answer, oh, what a smart question that was. <laughs> what an incredibly good-looking question that was, right? Like he'll, he always throws in like, a little bit of like, yo, you're, you know what you're talking about because that makes them feel good. And so when they write about him, they write about him in positive terms. This is what I'm going to say about Doc. He's a great coach. Make no mistake. Has he had missteps and downfalls and, and, and things not to be Collapses proud Collapses in the playoffs? Absolutely. But he's not a bad coach. Hold on a second. Reddick isn't saying he's a bad coach. Right, he's, saying, he's he saying he's not publicly accountable. Players don't like this. I mean, yeah. players don't like that they have to be accountable. No excuses, no excuses. And the guy leading the environment is somebody who's making public excuses, going around at the All Star game saying, "Why are you guys doing this, Daddy? Why are you Why are you guys doing this to?" Adrian, yeah. Adrian yeah. Griffin, like, why is it that you you're putting me in this position before the All Star game? So here's the flip side of that, right? So so JJ says this, right? Because JJ is a guy who's like, I don't know about this guy, right? Because he's probably felt 
the burnt, get, gotten burnt, right? On the other end of the ledger, let's not talk about Austin Rivers. Austin's going to stick up for his dad. Like, I don't know, no, though. No, no, their no, their on, relationship is complicated. It's complicated, but it's not complicated to the point where he's going to say, to hell with my dad, right? He's not He's not, not going to outwardly, overtly go against his father, right? A better comp would be Kendrick Perkins, who Kendrick Perkins jumped in the mansions under J.J. But he Stone. won a championship with Doc. It's not just that. See, it's not just but that. But Paul Pierce will be on with us tomorrow, and he'll probably defend he Doc, will. too. He will. Those are his guys. But I'm going to say this about Kendrick Perkins in particular. Kendrick Perkins is a guy who came in this league. He was straight from high school. And it was like, is this guy a good pick or not? We're not sure. And Doc said, I'm going to make this dude. Uh, one of the best defensive centers in the league, and he told him, you're one of the best defensive centers in the league, and you're going to start. And when the year they lost, remember Doc was beating the drum. If Kendrick Perkins was healthy, we would never lost, right? He's basically given Perk all the confidence and, and success, not just a championship, but to move on and go to Oklahoma City and other places and feel like, no, no, I am truly great at what I do. Perk, I don't know if that happens if Perk doesn't play for Doc Rivers, right? So for Perk... Absolutely, he's going to be like, what are you talking about? You're not really taking a side. You're taking everybody's side. Well, you know. No, but we need your help so we can pick a side. Oh. Because okay. I don't know whose side. They both make compelling arguments I to me. JJ. I, I guess I lean JJ. I'm leaning, leaning JJ. Austin. Leaning JJ. Nepo babies. Yeah. Stand up for other <laughs> Nepo babies. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if there's a side. Like, I, I think it's this is all of it is t- tied into some very strong personal feelings. Like you said, Paul's going to come here and Paul's probably going to stick up for him. But I, I would say, ask Matt. The criticism and, is fair. It's a fair criticism to level at Doc Rivers. And the way that J.J. Redick is getting attacked is interesting with attacks on what his career was from Patrick Beverly, what his career was from well, Austin Rivers. But the criticism itself, you can like Doc Rivers and say this is fair criticism because it is fair. Everybody would say that about Doc. He's not great at accountability when it comes to giving good press conference. Are you telling me that there's some nuance here? Because I don't like that at all in my <laughs> My sports debate. Am I wrong, I mean? I love the idea of Dan saying, pick a side. Also, why? Because to be fair. Like, Am I wrong? Am I wrong in what I'm saying? That the criticism itself is fair. They're not addressing the criticism. They're addressing the critic. Yes, of course. Because everything is partisan. And so it's either you're pro-doc or anti-doc. This is an anti-doc statement, and I'm pro-doc. I cannot abide by it. And so rather than attack what the anti-doc criticism is, I'm going to say, oh, yeah? What did you ever do before you got here? He gave you more money than anyone would have ever given you. And everyone's anti-doc these days, Dan. Times have changed. Finally. The place that we are in is, is basically, do you like the person or not? And then let's form the argument around that. It's not, that. it's not let's have the disagreement or the argument about the criticism. It's like, do we like you? Do we not like you? And who's and we'll take your side. But I'm I'm trying to address the criticism. For someone who works in the accountability business, Doc Rivers is worse at accountability. Not he gets fired, the accountability is forced on him. He's worse at he's worse at holding up his hand and saying, my fault, my bad, I'm responsible for this. Worse than Phil Jackson? I mean, Phil Jackson doesn't have the resume of failure. I'm that, not talking about... I'm that, not, well, but, but no, but, when, but it matters. But, but no, no, no. But when Phil failed, did Phil say, is my fault? Or did Phil blame everything else, including the way basketball is being played? You, you, I understand why you come by that opinion, and that is an astute basketball opinion that basketball people have noticed. But Phil Jackson forever will be known as a winner, even with what happened at the end with the Knicks. Doc Rivers... 
is viewed by people like you in the basketball industry who know as a very good coach who fails in enormous moments and is known by a lot of his players as someone who will not raise his hand but will also say it's not Blake's fault. As you I will also defend his pay- players vigorously. And what I see happening now in the defense of Doc is a bunch of guys who enjoyed playing for him publicly supporting Doc because he's a coach who they feel that they like and that worked well for them. It doesn't make J.J. Reddick's criticism invalid. I guess when you say is he he's the guy that's taking accountability the least out of any coach. I'm like, I don't know, man. And we just went through a whole George Carl thing this week. It doesn't sound like he takes a lot of accountability. Like, a lot of coaches, surprise, surprise, don't take accountability. Did you guys already talk about Rick Pitino? Did it sound like he took accountability there? Did Deion Sanders sound like he took accountability when Colorado season went the way it did? This is a thing that coaches do. So I don't, I don't, while it may not be an unfair criticism of Doc, I don't think it's isolated. I think this is something that coaches do. Very rarely do they say, my I've heard, bad. I've heard it more about Doc from players and people in basketball than I have from others. It's how I arrive at the appraisal. I'm not arriving at it on my own. I'm not arriving at it because I remember, I'm sure Doc Rivers, I'm sure someone can play a press conference for me where they lose a 3-1 lead one of many of them and he says all burden on me coach harder. the way that coaches always say I that should have done more did it more film less golf i don't know i don't know or maybe more golf maybe i didn't golf enough <laughs> you are delicate with doc you don't i'm I'm, de- I'm i'm delicate because i understand that everyone chiming in on this topic are people who played for him and that's that's when it comes to coaching. It's, it's always funny to me when someone says so and so is gonna be a good coach, and I always say, "How do you know?" Well, because all these other guys said, "Well, like so you don't know." Have you ever seen him coach? No. All right. Have you ever been to practice and watched him coach during practice? I mean, no. The, so you're just going over hearsay. The, okay, it, hearsay. Except what JJ Redick was reacting to was an interview he gave at the All Star yeah. game when he's three and six that was filled with excuses, like. That's what the reaction was too. Three and seven, that's a fine. But that, correct or incorrect, no, it's, it's being no, interviewed Doc, and just giving all the reasons that it's not your fault. Doc had an insane all-star weekend in terms of interviews. He told Rachel Nichols that there were not one but two other teams that try to get him out before the Bucks. He told uh, SiriusXM, he told Frank Isola that, uh, oh, I told Bucks ownership, why are you firing Adrian? How could you do that? And then he says the thing about, you know, like, oh, it's, it's, it's hard and it's midseason and all that stuff. He's having the best all-star ever. Stu out here for my friends over at Simply Safe. When you travel, do concerns back home nag you? Did you lock up? Did you leave a window open? That's why I recommend investing in Simply Safe Home Security today for award-winning security and peace of mind wherever your summer plans take you. I've had Simply Safe in my home for many years now. The peace of mind it gives me, especially during the summertime when I'm all over the place, is incredible because I know the things I care about, the things I value back home. I can always keep an eye on it using Simply Safe's indoor and outdoor cameras. So do me a favor. Before you head out on your next vacation, make sure to protect your whole home with Simply Safe's variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, plus add sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. It's backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day, no contracts to worry about, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners real peace of mind. I want you to have it too. So right now, get 20% off any new Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com slash DLB. There's no safe like Simply Safe. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. 
That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.